0: So if y'all like me, y'all stay up all hours of the night, especially after your husband, spouse, whatever, and your kids sleep because that's your only bit of alone time and scroll on TikTok uninterrupted for hours sometimes for me. So if you have, I know you've seen the viral TikTok of the guy in court and it says like this guy murdered four people for just looking at him the wrong way. And like he looks at the camera, and everybody is stitching where they like jump scared and look away. So, come to find out, his whole family is about their life like two generations of felons. And you know, I had to look it up. So, we're going to get into it on this next episode of Crime Time with the Fine Dime. <laughs> Hey y'all, hey What is up? It's your girl Charlie J Your host of Crime Time with The Fine Dime Welcome back to another episode And I just want to thank y'all for being patient with me with this episode It was a lot of people to research And the main person I researched alone had a long rap sheet y'all And I just want to make sure I got all the details So I could give y'all some great quality content So, before I go on, I want to let you know that on my Facebook discussion group, I posted a poll on which category I would like to hear about next, and the one that got the most votes was Crime Families. Now, if your category didn't win, don't worry. It ain't no shortage of true crime, unfortunately, so, you know, it's going to come up again, and just keep voting. We're going to get to it. I promise. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get to it. So... This episode was actually requested a while ago by one of my close friends, Jodeci, but I was like, you know, if this category win, this is the one I'm going to talk about, and it won. So, Jodeci girl, your category won, and your case is the first case that we're going to discuss today, alright? But before we go on with it, y'all know we ought to discuss the dumbest criminal of the week so this dumb criminal is coming to y'all all the way from south wales and his name is christopher badman and yes it is spelled like Badman. so y'all christopher decided to rob a hotel room so the time when he robbed the hotel room it was the elvis presley convention in town and i'm sure he was like you know it's gonna be a lot of tourists up here you know with their foreign currency cash and valuables and you know they're not taking all the safety precautions so you know I might I might hit a lick, you know, why not? Let me try it. So he goes to this hotel but I guess he wasn't super prepared because he decided to use a paper bag to cover his face from the hotel cameras. Now that might have worked but little Chris here didn't even cut any eye holes in the bag like nothing. He was just walking around blind, but somehow he was able to find a hotel room and steal the stuff out of there. But before he left the scene, I guess he was like, look, I've been blind too long. I gotta look and see where I'm going, or I gotta breathe. I can't even breathe in this bag, honey, I just I need to see what's what's going on. So he lifted the bag and looked directly at the cctv camera in the hotel hallway where police were able to get a full view of his face and y'all know like cctv is pretty grainy but they was able to get like a full image of his face and they knew exactly who it was and they were able to arrest him very quickly and hopefully The people he stole from got their stuff back and it didn't say if they did or not but if they caught him pretty fast then I'm sure they got that stuff but yes honey that's our dumb criminal of the week oh Chris baby all you had to do was cut little eye holes that's it baby that's it but oh well honey he was caught South Wales y'all Christopher Batman (laughs) so Nico Jenkins y'all so Nico Jenkins was born September 16, 1986 in Colorado. It doesn't say like with my research when exactly he left Colorado, but it seems as though most of his crimes happened in Omaha, Nebraska. So I'm assuming that him and his family, they all lived when he was pretty young. He is the child of David McGee and Laurie Jenkins. Which, as I stated before, you know, the whole family pretty much committed crimes and were felons. So, yes, David McGee and Laura Jenkins were felons before he even came into this world. So, they were already about this life. So, he came into a, a crime family, honestly. So, and y'all, he ain't wasting no time to get into it. Like, none. When I say young, I mean elementary school. Y'all, this man was seven years old and came to school with a loaded twenty-five caliber handgun. Like, I I just want to know, what happened the day before to make him think, I need to bring a loaded gun to school because these kids and these teachers done pissed me off. It's it's just my time to go ahead and bring a gun to school to put some fear in their heart. Like... Or did he just bring it to be cool? Like, I don't know what was going on in that seven-year-old mind to bring a loaded gun to school. But thankfully, you know, faculty and staff and stuff, they called it early, you know. Even if he did think about shooting the gun, they were able to get it from him and, you know, call his parents and whatnot and take care of that situation. Now, he did end up... In group homes. Now, I guess, like, after a while, their parents couldn't really take care of him. Maybe it was all the children, but he ended up being taken from the home and going to group homes. And he was kicked out of a group home at one point for repeated violent acts. So, even in a group home, like, he was just probably beating folks up, just doing the most in his group home. Like, Lord, these kids have it hard enough. Now they got to worry about getting beat up. (sighs) That's too much. After that, at just 13 years old, he committed several assaults. So Nico, he was just he was ready to fight on the site. He seemed to me like he was the type of person that was like, Look, we not finna talk. If we got beef, we finna just go ahead and fight. Like, even if we ain't got beef, if you look at me wrong, we're just gonna go ahead and fight, period. No questions asked. That's the type of vibe that he's giving me, you know? And even at thirteen years old, one of those assaults included a knife. You know how pissed you have to be to stab somebody with a knife? To put a sharp blade in somebody? Uh uh-uh, uh. He had some anger, honey. He had some true anger going on. Then, after that, at 15 years old, he started robbing folks. So, he committed two armed carjackets. Yeah, armed. So, he had weapons with this thing. Finally, you know, all his crimes caught up to him. And in 2003, he was actually already in juvie. And in 2003, he transferred from juvie to an adult prison for the two carjacking charges. So... He been, you know, I guess locked up for a minute. At least it took, since he was 15 years old, he just been locked up, getting into stuff. Now, even in prison, like, there was no escape from the violence. Of course, like, prison is violent, duh. But, yeah, he was still involved in war crimes while incarcerated. In 2006... He participated in a violent prison riot, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I just feel like he probably didn't even know the cause for the prison riot. He was just like, "Oh, y'all beating up guards? Oh, let me get in on it. Y'all know I got to get this frustration now. We in prison. like, They probably deserve it. You know, we we just going to do this riot. Let me go ahead and include myself. Like... I don't know. He just give me he give me that vibe, y'all. He do it's just simple as that. He just do like on site. If on site had a picture in the dictionary, Nico Jenkins would be right there on the side. With the tattoos on his face. Yes. Then he was also um in trouble for assaulting a prison guard while he was on furlough for his grandma's funeral so even at his grandma's funeral the the violence wasn't it, it didn't stop it didn't like you know how hard it is to be furloughed in prison for your grandma's funeral that just seems like a hard process to me i ain't never been in prison i had to deal with anybody getting furloughed But, like, looking at, like, prison shows and just reading up on stuff, it seems like it's quite hard. Like, these folks got to trust you enough for you to walk into the free world and go to this event and come back. And he, he ruined it. He ruined it by assaulting a prison guard while being furloughed. Now even after all of this, he was eventually released from prison. He was released from prison on July 30th, 2013 after serving 10 and a half years of his 21 year sentence for the carjacking. And when someone gets out of prison, we all hope and pray that they have been rehabilitated Oftentimes, that's not the case, but that's a whole nother story with our prison system. Whole nother podcast. So, we're not even going to get into that. But clearly, Nico wasn't rehabilitated because just two weeks after being released, he was back on the streets terrorizing folks in Omaha. Just terrorizing folks. So, on August 11th, 2013, a patrol officer was just, you know, driving around patrolling, and he saw this white Ford pickup truck on 18th and F Streets, and it was by the city pool in Spring Lake Park. Now, I know he was like, that's suspicious, you know, I'm sure the city pool won't open at 5 o'clock in the morning, what's, what's the white Ford pickup truck doing out here? So, he go up to the truck to try to see what's going on. And there he finds two dead bodies, gunshot wounds to the head, and pockets turned inside out empty. So clearly they were murdered and robbed. These two people, and I hope I pronounced their name right, was one Uribe Pena, he was 26, and Jorge Cahiga Ruiz, who was 29. I'm sure I butchered those names. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But those were the first two victims after being released from prison. He shot and robbed them, y'all. After that, just about a week later, he was on to it again. So, August 19th uh, at 7 a.m. So, on August 19th at 7 a.m., Another body was found with two gunshot wounds in the back. This body was found on 18th and Clark Streets in a detached garage. This person was Curtis Bradford, age 22. This guy was actually a friend, like he he maybe not even a friend, acquaintance of nico like they met him in prison and i guess nico seen him they even took a picture on facebook and posted it and he was found dead the next day my source says that he was coming home from a late shift fresh off of work from a convenience store and he was shot in the back by someone he considered a friend yep his own home that he met in prison then just a couple of nights after that another body was discovered so on August 21st at like 2 15 a.m. a deputy sheriff was responding to a call reporting gunfire and when he showed up for this report Andrea Kruger's body was found on 168th and 4th Streets with multiple gunshot wounds. Andrea was leaving her job at Deja Vu Lounge, headed home after bartending shift. I'm sure after a long night of being hit on, harassed, fussed at, ain't no telling. She was going home. Now, Nico also stole her car, seems like, because Sheriff Tim Dunne said that he found her gold 2012 Chevy Traverse SUV in an alley on 43rd and Charles Streets about 12 miles away from the club at 6.30 that evening before her body was found. And he said um, it was a feeble attempt made to set the car on fire. I guess trying to get rid of evidence, but he didn't do a good job. So these murders happening back to back to back like it's just a couple of days in between like they wondering who the freak is terrorizing these Omaha residents just getting off of work trying to chill. And Nico was actually caught for something not even related to the murders because they were still trying to gather evidence. He was arrested for terroristic threats and he was arrested on August 30th, 2013, sorry y'all. But when he was arrested, police had enough time to gather enough evidence to know that he was the one that committed all these murders all these murders and like I said y'all know his family was all criminals too because investigators had an image of a female associate on surveillance at a local gun outlet buying this very unique ammunition she bought something called deer slugs and those were the bullets used to commit all the killings and they had additional footage of Kruger's abandoned SUV, and I'm assuming that you know he was in the in the cameras or whatever. But my thing is, why are you going, Your family are criminals. Why are you going to buy distinctive ammunition? And yes, it was somebody in his family that bought it. I'm gonna tell y'all. We're gonna get to it. We're going to get to it. Trust me. So September 3rd, Jenkins confessed to all four murders during a rambling eight-hour interview. Eight hours. And during this interview, he started talking a little crazy, I would assume, because he brought up someone called Apophis. So y'all know I had to look that up. Because he also, like, wrote, well, a judge, prosecutors, and Omaha World Herald received handwritten letters that was dated November 3rd, 2013, saying that Jenkins wants to plead guilty on all counts and that he would protect Apophis' kingdom with animalistic savage brutality. So, I had to go ahead and look that up. Like, who who is Apophis? What's, What's going on here? So, Apophis is... Actually, it's an ancient Greek name for an ancient Egyptian deity. So, this deity is an enemy of the sun god Ra. He's also known as a demon serpent of darkness and strives to destroy um, the sun every morning at dawn. It's also known as, I believe, the god of chaos. In Egyptian mythology, so he was doing all these sacrifices to appease this particular deity. Yeah. So after all this, he even filed a wrongful release lawsuit for twenty-four point five million dollars on February nineteenth, two thousand fourteen. He was saying that law enforcement didn't take his mental illness seriously. That actually happens often. Somebody telling you that they, they're not themselves and their brain ain't wired right, honey. Believe them. They know themselves far better than you know. Just believe them, folks. But he was like, they still released him after he said he suffered from schizophrenia. He was hearing voices from this deity apophis and. He was even kept in solitary confinement, I'm sure from all the violent acts that he did while in prison, and it just made it worse for him. And he did end up receiving a psyche valve, but they concluded that he was faking everything. He was faking it all, and he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. So I had to look that up too. So antisocial personality disorder is And this is a direct quote from mayoclinic.org. Antisocial personality disorder is a mental disorder in which a person consistently shows no regard for right and wrong and ignores the rights and feelings of others. People with antisocial personality disorder tend to antagonize, manipulate, and treat others harshly and with callous indifference. So basically they just, they simply have no no remorse on what they do and like no like no moral compass on what's right or wrong they just do period that's just as simple as that now jenkins decided to represent himself of course with legal um advisors with him like i guess he was like look i i'm not really playing play guilty so it is what it is it's whatever while this trial was going on, they said that he would like speak in tongues, laugh, and howl while all the murders were discussed. That's kind of showing the antisocial personality disorder, too. Like, he ain't having no remorse, but he out here laughing about the murders he committed. So, April 16, 2014, he was found guilty on all four murders. And his sentences was actually postponed for a long time because the judge wanted him treated at a mental facility, at a psychiatric facility, to make sure he understood the charges and understood his sentence. So they refused to treat him at the psychiatric hospital due to lack of security. Like, they're like, look, he has a rap sheet, a long rap sheet of, these violent crimes, we don't have the security to handle that. So he can't come over here. We're going to have to find another way to treat him, okay? So he was actually treated at Lincoln Prison. So I guess, like, the psychiatrists and the staff, they came up to him and treated him there to make sure that he was competent enough to understand his charges and understand his sentencing so may 17th he was finally sentenced to death they used a three judge panel and he was also sentenced to 450 years on the weapons charges and now nico is currently serving his time on death row he's still there so yeah like i want to know what was the point in doing the 450 years he already was sentenced to death I guess, but that ain't my job. That was their decision. So, y'all told y'all that his family was involved in several crimes. So, seven felons over two generations. Five of his relatives were actually connected to the murders that he committed to get him on death row. Let's go ahead and go down the list and get into every last person. So, let's talk about the parents first. Um, It's not a lie on David McGee Sr., It just says that he was back and forth out of prison with terroristic threat charges and he actually died in 2009. Now, Laura Jenkins and David McGee, like I said, never married, but they ended up having what eight children together. And it says that they fought in front of the kids all the time, all the time. So they were exposed to violence at a very young age. Laura Jenkins actually had two counts of being an accessory to her kids' crimes already before she even got discharged for the four murders that she helped helped Nico with. Now, y'all know I said that surveillance found footage of a female buying deer slugs. It was her. She's the one that bought her son Dearslup to commit these four murders. So she is now serving a 10 year sentence and won't be released until 2028. So now we have an uncle that we need to discuss because he was actually an accessory to the death of Andrea Krueger. That is Warren Levering. He's an uncle of Nico Jenkins, and he actually pleaded no contest to the attempted robbery and the death of Andrea Krueger. And even though it says, even though this is a direct quote from we at where I got all this information that even though he did not kill the latter, he had to face a first degree murder charge under the state's felony murder rule. He was sentenced to 40 years in prison, but it was cut in half by state law. So he was charged with an accessory in the murder of a man. I'm sorry, of Andrea Kruger. He has been released. He was just released last year because he completed his time, of course. And it also says that he's not the only person with that last name Levering that is a convicted felon. He has two other brothers who were also convicted felons, but they weren't involved in the murder of Andrea Kruger now nico had a lot of sisters we have three sisters that we need to talk about so first we have erica jenkins she was also involved in his killing spree and she it says here that she faces murder and weapon charges for bradford's murder And in case y'all don't remember, Bradford is the 22 year old friend that Nico killed. Now, it also says that she has a son who is, of course, in child protective custody because Erica Jenkins is actually a convicted murderer and she is serving a life sentence at the Nebraska Center for Women. So, yeah. Now, we also have Lori Lolo. Sales or Salis she is also charged with a connection to Bradford's murder it says here that she was the one that got rid of the murder weapon so and it also says that she was involved in Andrew's murder case now it doesn't say that she was charged well it doesn't say she was convicted yet or in prison now but yeah, she was she was involved. Now we have Melanie Jenkins. Melanie Jenkins was convicted and jailed for terroristic threats. She's also been bailed out since. It seems like terroristic threats is just it's, it's just a, a cycle for them. They they like to threat fo- threaten folks. So that's, that's clearly in their blood. It also says here that she has um, three children at the time under the age of seven and they're all in protective custody now as well now this last person y'all this is a scary this is jimmy levering who is a member of the family through lori and he has died since he's gone now But it says here that he was charged for murder in 2006, but the charges didn't stick because all the witnesses were never seen again. Like, what? What happened to them? What's going on, child? So, y'all, that is the Nico Jenkins story and his family of convicted felons and also oop i almost forgot y'all we got to talk about he had a wife yes he had a wife that was also about their life and actually she already had a history of crime as well her name is shalonda jenkins i can't believe i almost forgot her y'all because Baby, Nico really wasn't no influence on her because Shalonda was already about their life, too. Shalonda was already in prison at the age of 19 when they got married in 2010. So, she was already serving time. Like It says here that they literally only spent four weeks out of prison as a couple. That's it. That's it. That's all. Shalonda also had face tattoos she was also a pretty violent person now eventually they did get divorced in 2017 but it says here that while they were married she gave birth to another man's child while she was still married to Nico she was also caught with brass knuckles before and I know y'all like that's not a big deal you know some women keep brass knuckles for protection you know you never know, but she already had a violent past, and it says a former girlfriend of the father of her child made a distress call to police, and her description of the person was a description of Shalonda Jenkins, and that's when they discover her in a car park close by, um, and she had brass knuckles, a bottle of tequila, and... I'm sorry, a cup with a bottle of tequila and her registration papers in her car when they found out that she was Shalonda Jenkins. So, she was ready to fight. Clearly, she was ready to fight, honey. Now, y'all know that Nico was initially arrested for the four murders. He was actually arrested for terroristic threat. That charge came from Shalonda Jenkins because Nico actually threatened to kill Shalonda Jenkins so she made that call and that's when they gathered the evidence for the four murders and was able to arrest nico and she also faulted the system for allowing nico to commit these murders says here this is a direct quote um If he had not been released from prison, he wouldn't have committed the crimes and the victims would have stood a chance, according to her, which may be very true, honestly. She has been in and out of prison for most of her life. She's actually been in prison three times so far with, you know, some violent charges and actually, I believe, a shooting charge as well so yeah shalonda was about their life and then she married into a family that was about their life so it seems like honey shalonda fit right on in. but like i said they divorced in 2017 as for her child the update on him is he has been he's been raised by the father and shalonda has no involvement in his life at all and honestly honey that might be for the best because it, it don't seem like she's going to slow down on these crimes. I hope she do. I hope and pray she, she get it together. But as for right now, mm, she ain't got it together. So, y'all, that is the whole story about the Jenkins family, Nico Jenkins, his family of felons, including his ex-wife. I know I threw a lot at y'all, I feel like I was rambling a lot. But... It was so many people to discuss and it just it was hard to keep it in order i ain't gonna lie y'all it was hard to keep it in order but we got it out there y'all got the details if you need to honey get yourself a pen and paper so you can keep up you know we listen to the episode go back to it because it's a lot of people and it's a lot of crimes but yes that's the episode don't forget to Go ahead and follow me on all social media. I actually have an update on that on my TikTok. Um, I have two TikTok accounts, my personal page and my podcast page, but I rarely engage in my um, podcast page, so I decided to go ahead and transfer all my videos from my podcast page to my personal page. So follow me on TikTok at Charlie J92. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y-E J A Y 92. Everything else is the same. Twitter, Crime Time Dime, um, Facebook discussion group, which I'm heavily active in. Crime Time with a fine dime, honey. I'm the only one to pop up. Go ahead and join my discussion group where I engage in a lot more you can participate in the poll, so we can figure out what we're going to discuss next month. Thank y'all for rocking with me, being patient with me. Love y'all. Be safe out there. I will talk to y'all hopefully next week, honey. Pray for me in this energy. Did I get some energy? Because <laughs> I seem to have lost it. So help me get together. Peace and love y'all. Again, stay safe. Bye.